This week we're stepping away from the silver screen as we look at which movie takes the crown in this week's flame off. What is the best movie adaptation? Uh, look, you know we love movies here, but you gotta crack open a book once in a while, right? So, you know what? Let's see what stories made the jump from the page to the big screen, right here on 24 Flames Per Second. to another exciting episode of 24 flames per second i'm your host quasi phillips and this time for flame off of course where we try and find the movies that take the top spot in a new category each episode and today we're looking beyond the screen to see which movies are the you know the best the best adapted features these are the movies you thought maybe maybe not but our panelists are here and ready to find out what makes the magic for the best adapt, adapt, adapted feature. This is great. What's up? Um, yeah, uh, this is this is great. We're back at it after our, our uh, Halloween uh, horror director uh, episode. And I'm uh, joined by one of my great horror friends, Casey Rom. Casey, what's up? Hi, doing well. I am um, excited for this distraction in my <laughs> packing. I've been just cleaning and packing and doing laundry since like 8 a.m. this morning. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is, that's brutal. <laughs> I'm so this bad is... at it's like the the task that stresses me out the most. It's like I'm so excited to go on trips, but the packing just is a total mental block for me. Yeah, especially when they're bigger trips mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like doing all these checklists of shit you got you maybe forgot. When we're gonna be in like five different types of weather over the course of the trip, and I'm just like, I don't know. Oh, that's man. The worst too. <laughs> you have like you, have, you can't just choose like summer summer vibes or exactly. like a, a nice jacket. You have to like also plan for everything in between. That's that's rough. I yeah. uh, you you can do it. It's gonna be. Oh great. no, poor me! I get to go somewhere. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's all well, listen, it's like I mean, this is great. The chance to, you know, dissect well, not dissect, but you know, decompress yes. and uh, you know, relax a little bit. Uh, well thanks so much for joining. Yeah. And uh as well, you saw them heard them chuckling earlier. Our two incredible panelists back at it again in the house. Alyssa Yeoman and Genevieve Ferrari. What's up? Hey, hey. <laughs> you guys doing? Doing good. Happy to be a distraction. Um, yes yes <laughs> from the packing so yeah oh yeah i hate packing too so any way to like to like ease that pain and then also <laughs> get to like rant endlessly about a movie perfect like great sunday <laughs> yeah incredible yeah i feel like there's for like laundry is my least favorite if i could i would do anything else every day if except laundry it's, it's the worst for me so Preparing for packing, yeah, it's, it's brutal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I kind of love laundry, but I didn't <laughs> want to be that person. I just like, I, I find it very that. satisfying. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll come over and do your laundry. <laughs> I'll do your dishes. I oh, like see, dishes. that's. Dishes is zen for me. Okay. See, that's a good trade off for me. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we'll you, we'll talk. We'll text out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little housing exchange of chores. Yeah. <laughs> Every night is just switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, incredible. Um, 
Well, great. Thank you guys so much for joining. We have a couple of awesome movies. I'm excited to hear you guys talk about it. Um, So why don't we jump in? Genevieve, let's start with you. What did you bring? What do you think is the best adapted movie? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think that the film Atonement is probably the best book, um, like a book adapted movie. Um, You know, you might like whether you like the movie or not, <laughs> I think it's, a, and you like the story or not. Cause I know when I watched yeah. it for the first time and it was really pitched as like a, a romantic love story, which it's not. Um, so I was a very disappointed teen. Um, but right. the concept is really beautiful and interesting. And it's like about shame and atonement. And um, it has, the book has a very um, particular vibe that gets translated perfectly um, from the screenplay and then onto screen. Um, so yeah, it, I think it's like, uh, I read the book maybe like a year ago and I thought it was perfect. Um, and then I rewatched the film after and I was like, oh, damn, I like this more than I expected. So well, they got it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got, got it. it right. They got it right. And they made changes, but they actually enhanced the themes of the book and the emotional fault, fo- mm. like qualities. So even those changes were intentional and they felt like they actually elevated the story. So yeah. The book is a lot more modern than I thought it was. Like, yeah, yeah, it one. came out in two thousand and one, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it's because it could because it's like set it's set in the eve of like World War Two and mid World War Two, and it's also following like right. it deals with a lot of classism, and it's following this very stuffy like classist British family, and it just kind of that's feels probably like what, that's probably what <laughs> clued me that it was like yeah full Downton Abbey yeah like, that level of upstairs downstairs nonsense exactly (laughs) so yeah so it definitely feels like it should be older but i don't know if an older book would actually be able to handle some of the themes that it addresses so it's probably good that that it's looking to the past from a more modern lens it's and that's that's a really good point like there are like some stories of those times that need a like the modern day kind of like understanding of the human condition and like things that like kind of allow you to see more into what happened then versus Mm -hmm. just kind of like those obvious structures that existed and then it again it portrays well on film too yeah yeah it like it follows the pacing almost perfectly which is like i I think is super hard to do so yeah, yeah really impressed with it Awesome. Well, great. I love that. It's a. Uh, it's definitely. It's you know. It's it feels like one of like it. It was nominated for an Oscar, wasn't it? Yeah, it I was, think it was the screenplay yeah. and the film. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Which again, sure. as a kid, I was like, "This is bullshit. This movie sucked." <laughs> and now I'm like, <laughs> "Wow, I'm glad it got its flowers." <laughs> yeah. You're like, this movie sucks. Mean Girls. Let's go. Oh yeah, Oscar. I was like uh, just ready for like makeouts between Keira Knightley and James McAvoy and. <laughs> It's really. I got none. Yeah. There, there's, there's love. There's yeah, love for like there. two seconds, and then it's just hell. <laughs> <laughs> Watch fair. Atonement. <laughs> Read the book. That's great. fair. Well, thanks, thanks so much. This is awesome. Atonement. Uh, we're looking forward to it. This is, this is great. Thanks for bringing this. Um, Alyssa, you have a, you went in a different direction. I love it. Let's hear about it. What did you bring for best adapted adapted feature? Yeah, many people might not know this is an adapted feature, um, but I believe this is also a story of class um, and many societal issues, which is Shrek. Um, yeah, I brought Shrek to the table because. I think Shrek is, first of all, a holistically just a really great movie all around. It has adventure. It has mm. love. It has 
life lessons. I think some of the main themes in Shrek, talking about satisfaction and self-esteem and what it means to kind of build your own community and chosen family also makes it a great film. Um, and it's a really a story of an underdog, which I think anybody can appreciate um, having been on the outside looking in or having that feeling. Um, and yeah, I think Shrek is a great movie because it encourages the viewer to be true to themselves at the end of the day um, and know that will attract what you what you need in life you know what I mean so um yeah great movie I can't rave about it enough um the animation I think is the only thing that might not hold up as well um it was made in 2001 Shrek's animation you're gonna look back at it and be like okay I remember this looking a little crisper (laughs) (laughs) than it does but um in the <laughs> movies to follow, they I, it gets better and better. Um, Shrek's head gets bigger and bigger, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is awesome as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, Shrek, and it's the story of friendship. I love any um, movie that's about friendship, um, show, etc. Um, I think yeah. friendship is the backbone of life, so uh, that's why I nice. picked Shrek. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad you you brought an indie for us to talk about. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, need- needs a little bit more of the limelight so thanks appreciate it yeah uh, but but it is that is so true i hadn't i because i you, you we talked before the show and i was like okay shrek because and my initial thought was oh this is every fairy tale is the source material for shrek because it's oh, every right. fairy, like that's what i thought but it's an actual book it's actual an actual book, book. yeah yeah, and I have never read the book, but um, apparently the book is all about satisfaction and self-esteem as well and about accepting yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about an ugly monster who marries an ugly princess. Um, came out in 1990. Um, I would love to read it. Now it's on my to-read list. I'll add it to my <laughs> um, Goodreads um, after this. <laughs> love that. But, I love that like, the, Shrek, the original Shrek book is like on your like different <laughs> list of <laughs> awesome so yeah exactly it's like self-help and then shrek um good, good feminism shrek exactly some roxanne gay little shrek in there um you know how it goes <laughs> just gotta diversify the library um so yeah it's only 30 pages so the movie I, it's a quick read um but yeah so i think this is a great movie that was adapted from a book yeah awesome yeah I, and thanks so much for bringing it this is great because there's like there's two way like kind of directions you guys brought like there's obviously like the 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 quality of the of the screenplay and it, how it stays true to the source material and then you know being able to like convey those feelings and everything and then there's also kind of like using the material to create something that's its own thing like doesn't necessarily oh. need to like have and I'm curious, like, what do you guys think about, like, how your movie plays with each of those kind of directions with the with um, adapting material? Maybe we can start with you, Alyssa. Like, how do you feel about that with Shrek? Yeah, so I know Shrek is, like, loosely based on the original um, comedy fantasy picture book, which is what Shrek is. Um, <laughs> and I think that it brought to life, like having the same themes about satisfaction and self-esteem, which I mentioned. Yeah. Um, I think it brought it to life in a story, like it gave it more of a narrative um, in a right. bigger one that was like kind of outside of the realm of the book um, from what I know about the book. 
Um, and I think it, it brought it to life in a good way and showed uh, how those things are built. Like self-esteem is built through a number of ways because both in the hero's journey and in the people that he meets along the way um, yeah. that that becomes a thing for him where he starts to learn self-esteem and kind of break out of his own misery to allow other people in. Um, and I think the movie does a good job of showing that and how he like grapples with that back and forth during the movie. Um, like you do in real life where it comes in waves and sometimes it's good and anything might set you off to put you over the cliff again. And you have to come back and the encouragement of others helps with that as well. Um, and I think it showed that also through, um, Fiona, which I'm not sure if they did that with the princess as much in the book, but I think Fiona on her own journey of self-acceptance, yeah. uh, shows us that in a different way. So I think it kind of hit it from all sides, um, in a number of characters. Yeah. I think Shrek is interesting. Like, it was one of those first movies where you see the lead female character have a lot more agency about like the kind of like the choices she makes and like how she you know, ends up accepting these parts, like these parts of her and like the love that she finds with Shrek. I think it's, that was really cool. Right. To see for sure. I don't know how, again, I don't know how it carries out in the book, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, in 30 pages, how, how deep can we get into like the, <laughs> the relationship? I know. <laughs> it's the fact that it's called a picture book. I'm wondering how many words. <laughs> actually is in shrek the book um minimal so, probably mi- probably minimal but uh we'll all have to read it after this to find out yeah um, let us know Keep shrek us book club yeah shrek book club. every day every week it's like five pages <laughs> exactly exactly cool yeah and like and and, and like it, for sure it'd be you know shrek definitely you know has like such a place in the in culture right now and you know not not right now like for a long time um and it kind of is interesting that it stands apart from its source material you know in its own way like it's it it has its own kind of inspiration versus again like atonement being something that's a little bit more um but but is it but not it's not necessarily that it's like it, it, it's it's better to have the movie stand by itself but like can it like being able to bring you back to the book even and to another way of l- interpreting the story that allows you to then appreciate the movie later oh absolutely i think that there i mean i think shrek is a really good example a lot of like um children's books that are be able to, that are adapted are really like amazing and, and beautiful examples of how you can have a movie transcend its source material because you have to expand yeah. And I think, yeah, I think Atonement's the total opposite, where I think that it can stand alone without it. Um, I know that it took me a while to rewatch and like it because it dealt with themes that I didn't expect when I was going into it as a teenager. But um, mm-hmm. but I do also think that the way that it handles adaption is different because it is um, not a fun story that's being told. Um, it's incred- It's deeply sad, and there's not, and it, and it's about. Um, uh, kind of, it's about like something horrible in the past that can echo into the future and is unchangeable. Um, mm-hmm. And I think in order to transcend, uh, like if I, I could just, when, when we talk about like movies in Hollywood, I think someone taking that story as an, ins, you know, as a, as an inspiration and building off of it, like the way they would with Shrek, it would mean like taking that and then making it palatable. And so I think mm-hmm. by staying true to the source material, at least for this specific book, it's dealing with something that is, um, really kind of un, like 
not, I wouldn't say a story that's unseemly. It's not, it's really beautiful, but it's like, it's not fun. And when you go in without an understanding of what the movie is going to be out, be about, it's really sad and bums you out, but that's the story that like needs to be told and to, um, and to make a movie that's different from that book would, would at least in this specific example, I think totally, um, destroy the the story. Um, I think that's why the book is, or the movie is so good is that also (laughs) that I feel like that kind of adaptation um, can be really difficult to be, make interest interesting if you try and follow the same pacing um, uh, and really be true to a book. Like sometimes it actually doesn't make a good movie. Like sometimes you actually have to change shit to make it entertaining. And so I think that's why this movie is so successful is that they did make some like slight changes towards the end, but like tonally and pacing wise, there's like a couple parts to the movie and it feels mm-hmm. like it follows the same timing. And I feel like other another movie, um, or another director, um, another story being told that fo- is somehow able to be that act- accurate would probably be kind of soulless and boring. So um, yeah. it does a lot. It uses a lot of the sound design is really incredible. It uses a lot of like s- sound and visual cues to really um, ground, uh, kind of ground you into the world that's being built because it's kind of like, I feel like it's kind of a risky movie to make because the book is really wonderful, but it kind of is like slow and languid because the first part of it is set in the heat of summer. And so yeah. the intent of it is to make you feel like you're like, oh, I'm in the heat of summer. It's pretty slow. Um, and it's like you have to find a way yeah. to make a movie like that that is somehow interesting. I Some people yeah. might think that they didn't do a good job of it, but they make that first part horny and slow enough that it then <laughs> makes the other parts, you know, it keeps you going. It keeps, keeps you interested. going until you're yeah. confronted with what the real story is, and you're like, "What a bummer!" Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, for sure. That's interesting. Yeah, like, I think that there's definitely you, you talking about you know being able to stay true in that sense. I think that's that's a that's a skill. And movie, there's so many movies like the, and, and especially for like making and then again making it palatable for Hollywood. It's also a huge you know, concerned when you're trying to make this movies, you have to try and keep that intrigue and stuff. Like it, it, the movie uh, I Robot is based off of the Isaac Asimov books. Oh, yeah. And I love that in the, like they literally, it's not even based in the movie, they say suggested or inspired by, because they, all they did is they take like some, the book is such a dense, thorough consideration about robotics and automatic <laughs> artificial intelligence. And then the movie is a Will Smith, action flick right so like there's definitely ways that they they took the source material and made it completely different but like its own thing to be ready for like mainstream audiences and then but to yeah like you're saying to have a movie that is able to know like we're gonna tell this story that's not the it's not the fun it's not fun you know but it is real and it and 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 like carrying that emotion that you know like or offering like the additional advantage of film to make that happen is is really cool for yeah. sure. I love that. Like so, and like when you look at you know your your movies now as they stand, you know do you do you find that there's anything that like um like there was an, like something added to it like or like, obviously I think like uh, Alyssa you're talking about the music and like and um Genevieve you're talking about the sound design like what else kind of el- like made it stand. Like what are the best parts that made it kind of stand as its own as a movie, versus as mm. as just being able to read like a book or every, every fairy tale ever and then make your own imagination about it? You know. Yeah, I don't think I'd 
hit on the soundtrack quite yet, but yeah, I was going to say the soundtrack for sure. I think the soundtrack mm-hmm. uh, does a great job of like leading you through the story and also still like inserting those themes. Like you have songs like All Star when they're going through the breakup, <laughs> you have Hallelujah. At the end of it, you have I'm a Believer, you know, because Shrek has found love and has like changed his viewpoint and things like that. So I think the music like does a good job of leading you through and elevating the story. I think there's that. And um, yeah, I think the addition of all the other fairy tale characters really added a lot to the story, um, kind of creating a, like I said, like more stakes to the story. I think they added it added more stakes to the story by having all those other fairy tale creatures there because um, it then became a us versus them. Um, Shrek became a hero to many, which he was unexpected. I think that, and uh, although the animation didn't age well, I think it had some fun, like the animation is fun and it takes you to a different place. And I think also what elevates the story is the script itself. Um, I think Shrek is one of the most clever scripts ever written. Um, There's so many jokes in there. It's like, it's so joke dense, you know, like that can't be, you can't turn your nose up at that. Also, I think the voice acting is one of a kind. Um, The voice acting just really brings alive each character and their dynamics. Like as far as anyone's like Michael Myers is synonymous with Shrek, Eddie Murphy and donkey. Like it just like, it's great. Um, John Lithgow. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, A great Lord Lord Farquaad um, takes that character to a new level. So um, I think those things really brought it off the page and like to the big screen in a great way. Yeah. There's like the amount of references and visual gags in that movie, like per minute is nuts and they all like work, which is crazy. Yeah, for sure. And they don't detract from the, what the overall story is either. You know what I yeah. mean? Like sometimes you can watch something and um, the jokes aren't necessarily furthering. I think a good example of this, although I love the movie Thor Love and Thunder or whatever, a lot of jokes in that movie, but you're like, okay, so <laughs> like give yeah. me a little more here. How are we moving this forward? Um, yeah. I love the writing of that movie, but I was also like, yeah, these are people just having fun in a writer's room, um, <laughs> yeah. for sure, going at it, like, with their yeah. billions of dollars or whatever. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. And I think Shrek, it's like the jokes happen, but the jokes still, like, further the plot. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, less, like, confetti just, like, surrounding and, like, just, like, being, like, kind of splashed on. But it's more, like, kind of sewn into the fabric of it, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it seems like everything serves the world building in Shrek, like the jokes, the visuals, all of it. It's such a good movie. I don't, I don't know why I'm supporting it because I'm trying to win. Hey, listen. <laughs> but it's so you, good. Game recognized game. You got it. It's so like, good. I mean, I could, yeah. it's beautiful. If Friend it makes you feel better, I'm ready to read Atonement, the book. Honestly, it's really beautiful. Yeah, I, it I sounds... highly recommend rewatching yeah. and reading the book. Yeah. And then, you know, it's rare, it's rare that, I'm, like, there are some movies where you know it's based on a book. It's like, maybe I'll get to it <laughs> eventually, yeah. but it's at the bottom of the list for sure. The movie did a good enough job, Yeah, you know? Oh, yeah. But it's good that you have something that's more inspiring that way, for sure. Yeah, I, um, 
I don't, I'm trying to kind of like suss out my relationship with the movie before and after reading. I think I rewatched it and I really enjoyed it, but I also think mm-hmm. I looked to the book cause I was like, surely I think I just had, you know, when you watch something the like when you're like, I keep on going back to it, but when I tell you that I really love atonement and I hated it, I hated it to the point that I like resented the actors that were in it for a while. No. Um, because if you, if you watch, if you take some time to go and watch the trailer, that for atonement i'm sure this is why it happened um joe wright directed it hot off of pride and prejudice james mcavoy kira knightley never been hotter and so i think i'm sure that's why they got the funding because it's a it's about a uh, if i can spoil it slightly it's about a young um if, if you haven't all seen it or just for the audience like just let me know if i'm not allowed um but but it's, fine. Yeah, it's yeah. about a young woman who erroneously accuses um her sister's like lover of uh, sexual assault on somebody else and so it deals with classism it deals with atoning for that like that it's what thing is it's 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 a misunderstanding and it's also a lie and it's really complicated like no one like no one can leave that situation um uh without their life being broken regardless of who's like who's responsible and i was just like they didn't handle it very well because i was still pissed because i thought again if you watch the trailer it has like super romantic music it just seems like a run of the mill like you know like 90s early aught like they were lovers in world war ii and we're (laughs) still really obsessed with world war ii but there's lovers there like it was definitely going to be that and i was like I'm going to watch the two hottest British people of the early aughts bone in a library. And then I'm going to get to watch them be torn apart by the war. But like, it's going to be okay because it's a love story and it's not in the ending. We get an ending that we feel like is okay. And it's ripped from us. That's also part of the story. So I was like pissed and bitter. And then I I was like, well, let me look to the book, the book I'm sure handled this much better. And the book was really beautiful and wonderful. But mm-hmm. I think it also healed my relationship with the movie because then I rewatched the movie and I was like, they're the same. And, <laughs> it, and and the context that I got from the book, it you know, sometimes you'll get context from, from a book for kind of an okay or mediocre yeah. movie and it will help the movie. It, it's, it wasn't that. It was like, oh, no, this is just really good. I just was weirdly resentful of atonement. Um, so, yeah, it can yeah. stand on its own, but it's a real bummer. Um, well, yeah, movie expectations are also hard, right? Yeah. Especially with like with material, whether or not like the material is well known or not, like there it, there is all these uh, also expectations around like what you're expecting with a type of with a with a movie because oh yeah, like you know you don't we, again like it's like hour and a half it's got to be over we got to you know wrap this up somehow and make it work you know yeah and I I'm sure that I mean again maybe like uh, it was a hot item in Hollywood and I'm just not sure about it but like. I know they've been working a lot on the script and the script becoming successful was why it was made a movie. But like, I maybe it's just more popular than I know, but I'm like, I think that it happened because everybody that was involved was super hot at the moment because I just can't imagine trying to pitch yep. a movie where it's like the first 45 minutes are going to be lovely and slow, but on this like British manner, but we're going to up the sexual tension quite a bit. And then the next part's going to be all war, ooh, romantic, except that it's going to be very real. And at the end, your happy ending was a lie. <laughs> it's like they, it's like everybody was just so hot at the time. I think I could get away with it because it's really yeah. beautiful. But I'm like surprised that they made that movie, and I'm surprised that they had a budget because it's yeah. not like 
unless you're bamboozled into seeing it, like you might not want to go in knowing what it's about. Yeah. I feel like I'm really underselling it, but um, but I love it a lot. But I'm just like, yeah, I just don't want anybody to be. I want I don't want them to be hoodwinked and like <laughs> like I was um, as a as a 17 year old. I feel like everybody feels the same way you do about atonement. I was just doing a quick Google search of it now to get a vibe. And the first question is what actually happens in atonement? And then the second question is why is atonement so good? So yeah. I, think, I think it's based on what you're saying. It's like, definitely that's how it hits for people where they're like, yeah. okay, what the fuck just happened? Also, yeah. Yeah. this was really this good. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, um, I was, devastated not i did not need to i did not need to learn the lesson that i learned when i watched it the first time <laughs> and yeah now i now i'm like oh shit it's really it's great like every time i watch it i'm like fuck <laughs> this is really, fucking this is really kind of a, a, a like a, a bashing on trailers i feel yeah because like. trailers it's are an indictment of the of the treachery that i experienced at the hand and i would re-watch that trailer too and i'd be like god it's gonna be so good and the ending's gonna be so fucking happy um because they even show a fake happy ending in the trailer and you're like wow they're just playing amongst the waves can't wait to see how they get there they don't everybody <laughs> spoiler alert and not a lot of things end well for anybody um and that's fair oh i will say um, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot this. This is the one thing that was like, even when I was irritated, even when I had like this strange vendetta against um, atonement as a young adult, um, it has, I think one of the craziest long shots. Um, uh, and if it's not an actual long shot, it's been edited to be that way. Um, but it is, uh, and it fully heightens what's going on in the book. Um, James McAvoy's character is, um, has been enlisted, uh, has enlisted because uh, he has the option to enlist or stay in jail. So he enlists and ends up uh, in France and then is heading towards Dunkirk, which is another movie, which I will say visually cool, but kind of boring. And I was like, this feels like, anyway, sidebar, but he goes to Dunkirk and that movie, <laughs> that shot did more than the whole movie that Dunkirk did, I will say. Um, but it's also Ooh, really fighting words. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but it's a really beautiful um, shot that basically follows um, the three characters that we've gotten to know, James McAvoy included, as they're just kind of stumbling on the beach. And then it just slowly follows them. But also you get a chance to see what's happening um, amongst all of these soldiers that are just waiting to try to escape France. Um, and it's I don't know how many minutes it is, maybe like five minutes um maybe i'm just remembering wow. it being being longer but it's really yeah. incredible you can just like the the level of choreography is absolutely insane and you will get to see um so many different different aspects of the beach the soldiers that mm -hmm. are there um that it's just really like it's breathtaking like if you don't want to watch the whole movie i recommend looking at that that shot because i i think that helped me that that left such a huge impression on me that yeah. um uh that i was like willing to return to the movie specifically for that um nice so yeah good cinematography yeah, think, joe right yeah speaking of great cinematography i think the montages in shrek um <laughs> really help the story uh this is a flame off i just want to be <laughs> for, you know oh you think you got cinematography yeah <laughs> 
Um, I think we see yeah, good true. fight scenes and um, it's a great introduction of the number of characters that they bring in. I think mm-hmm. they do it in such a quick and fast way. And um, yeah. yeah, I think it creates a great scene. The, the 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 scene with the dragon where they're rescuing Fiona from the tower yes. is really good. Like it's that a really, great. really like fully like yeah, like the story like obviously using the tropes of the princess in the in the tower and shit, but like it it's awesome. It holds up. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And then we learn Fiona's yeah. a badass through a great montage, uh through a great earth scene or whatever. Um yeah. her fight scene is also really good. Um with the little matrix callback yeah yeah, yeah awesome. exactly <laughs> which we always need <laughs> we all we always need it's like uh, perfectly Casey, dates that movie well i was yeah. just going i was just going to throw out that like when y'all told me what your movies were i was immediately nervous i was like i don't even know how you can compare <laughs> these two movies to each other so one of the like things that i do before i judge is i go look up letterboxd reviews because i find that letterboxd is the most neutral mm-hmm. like version of an aggregate that i can find i think like rotten tomatoes is too harsh and you know there's others out there imdb is too like i don't know average i guess and so i was looking at letterboxd and these movies both have exactly a four star average so it it gave me nothing (laughs) (laughs) but i think that there's something to be said for you know the pop culture relevance of shrek and the like critical acclaim of atonement like they are representing two completely different things and i think that's ultimately going to be what this argument boils down to (laughs) yeah yeah no, for sure. They like each each of them have yeah. Like you're right. Like the critical acclaim, popular acclaim. You know, like what's what is kind of what people. Are, I guess like subverting expectations. I think both of these movies have a good theme of whether or not it's the audience's expectations of like love stories. Um, well, actually, both of those are mm-hmm. kind of love stories, but like or like this the fairy tale endings that we're kind of expecting for the things that we we want to see you know and one of them does it in a sadder way one of them does it in a um in a more like convoluted and, and uh, fairy tale way which is really it's you know both of them have their own you know method of, of putting it together which is which is always really interesting i will say and, now to defend atonement in pop culture it features one of the most famous costumes that shows true. up on every like most famous movie dress of all time it's usually like if it's not number one, it's like rocking like two or three. You've got Kira yeah. Knightley's green dress. That it's emerald green dress. Incredible. And yeah. it was laser cut too. So if you just wanted to know one of the many oh, wow. things I picked up reading an article that talks about it every year. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one. It doesn't have Shrek longevity, but maybe like amongst like maybe in, in fashion circles, it it's the Shrek of dresses. Um, I mean, both, both movies have iconic green dresses. Like, it's yeah. kind of, true. It's kind That's of weird. True. That's we true. tend to find themes even in our far-flung um, flame-offs. We find some common ground. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we may be on two ends, of the, two ends of a seesaw, but, you know, we got, we got a common <laughs> ground. So it's, I, I love that. Um, one thing yeah. that I wanted to mention really quickly, because I forgot, it's like my, I feel like it's my coup de gras, but maybe not, um, uh, is um, w- when we're talking about the, the book atonement, um, a lot of the story that we're reading is um, our main character, Bryony, who you don't feel like is maybe the main character. Um, we follow mm-hmm. her as a young woman, like, uh, like accidentally um, 
it, you know, through a, through a situation that she doesn't understand, like accusing, accusing her, you know, her sister's lover, um, of, of an assault that she wit- witnessed, but didn't understand, um, that was perpetrated by someone else and then has to atone with that, um, later on. Um, and the framework of the book is also <clears throat> her later, later becoming a writer and most of what has been written and the story that she's told and the ending that she's given us at the end is revealed to be how she's processed this and how she's written and looked in this as a writer. And the way that, mm-hmm. the, um, that the movie tackles that is through the soundtrack. It includes the sounds of a typewriter being written. Um, mm-hmm. And it also changes the ending um, and it, it leads our main character into a, um, a very, it ends in a very like sterile um, television interview and you realize that what, we, what we've been seeing has been what she's talked about and so through the use of um, the soundtrack as a framework it mimics the framework that um, that's kind of hidden in the novel where we, we discover that what we've read has been written by um, by yeah. our main character anyway I, I, cool. I, I, <laughs> that's all I have to say on that I think Shrek does a similar thing in the fact oh, damn that it. it starts with the fairy tale book in the beginning, Shrek oh. reading that fairy tale book, and then it comes to life out of the book, and it's, you know, telling the story. Also about critical acclaim versus pop culture acclaim. Interesting fact, Shrek is in the Library of Congress, and <laughs> okay. Tuckment is not. Oh, so, come on! That is something to think about. Um a Which claim. one's going to make the Criterion Collection first is the real question. Probably yeah. Shrek. Probably. <laughs> I mean, Maybe. Like, Let's see. Uh, Armageddon is rightly on the Criterion Collection, so I Shrek deserves a spot as well. Shrek's coming next, yeah. Yeah. No, but, like, it's it, that's interesting you brought it up of, like, the soundtrack, too. And I think that that's a, another great thing that, like, movie mediums allow you to do is, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, this is time about the soundtrack of Shrek and being able to like continue the story through the music and then, you know, attributing these other themes of like this extra, you know, like what's going to happen and like what's happening kind of like as the framework of the story and atonement being portrayed in the music with the, with the typewriter. That's actually a really cool little detail that like makes it, you know, yeah, it, it, it that's, that's really cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. That's why I love movies. <laughs> All these little yes. things that like can come together that like audience maybe doesn't even recognize that's what they're imagining. And yet like the pieces kind of, you know, you know, put it together in that way, which is really cool. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Well, look, this has been, you guys, I know it's going to be good. Like I love <laughs> when movies that we like, there's just the opposite end of the spectrum. And yet there's so many cool things that kind of come together that way. That's awesome. Thank you guys both for bringing it. Um, this is awesome. But, Casey. Oh hard gosh. Job here. I right. really thought I would have like a, a better idea. You thought it was gonna be clear cut, didn't I, you? I really did. Mm-hmm. And I I have read neither of these and seen both of these and loved both of them. So it's like I I can't even lean back on like, oh, but I really also love the book of this one. Like I haven't read it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so but I do think that what makes a good adaptation is that I don't think you should have to know the source material. I think you should be able to walk into it and enjoy it for what it is. And because of that, I'm giving the slight edge to Shrek, mostly because I think Genevieve will forgive me. Uh, I, will, I, will, I mean, I knew I'd have a shot. I knew it. I woke, I woke up that day and I went, 
if Alyssa does fucking Shrek, I'm so post. Um, and I even thought about being like, what if I claim it first? <laughs> like, oh, that like, would have been so dirty. <laughs> I know. And I also, I can't talk about Shrek the way that you talk about Shrek. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't have yeah. the same passion. It's there, but it's not like you. <laughs> it's a for- it was a formative movie for me. It continues yeah. to be formative. It was, yeah. Absolutely. It's a multi-generational formative movie. And I just I think, I think that Atonement is a lovely movie. I, I think it's, you know, fascinating and well done. And it did, you know, win best score at the Oscars. And it was nominated for a handful of others. Launched Saoirse Ronan's career. Like, yeah. it was great. Yeah. But... I oh, think that okay. Shrek like will be remembered forever. I genuinely oh. do. <laughs> I hundred percent. I, I mean, there's like meme culture that transcends Shrek the movie now too, mm-hmm. even. Yeah. And I yeah, don't know sure. that there's a there's not a lot of works of art that actually do that effectively the way that Shrek does. Yeah, yeah. My friend, I have is it the Iliad of has... our time? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I have a friend who has kids, and um, her kids are like. 16 and like 10 or something mm-hmm. like that 11 I don't know and the, both of them are like Shrek slaps and I was like <laughs> that it's amazing to me that like you now current day like are watching this and like we grew up on this movie and like kids now are growing up on this movie yeah. and seeing it so um and still thinking that, that it hits you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah. I think that's huge they probably don't know the matrix reference they probably that's what I was about to ask. Yeah. yeah. The effort that's been yeah. put into translating it, like I'll when I'm on TikTok, sometimes I'll get like, you know, you'll get clips of movies and sometimes I'll get clips of like Shrek dubbed in Spanish. And the effort that's been done to preserve or create jokes formats that still work culturally within the language is like it's like this transcends like everything. Like sh- Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. We're big Shrek heads over here and I love it. Yes. Uh, well, congrats, Alyssa. Yes. Uh, of course, we all are fans of fans of Shrek. Uh, but I loved I love learning about like what like how Atonement works in kind of like I didn't mean I didn't know about the score even being you know one one best Oscar and that yeah. again like you talking about how the music it's, you know incorporating the stories that's that's dope. It's good. I almost well I I what first I was like Lord of the Rings, but like that's like too on brand. Like because I I love Lord of the Rings. And I also sure, thought about yeah. Princess Bride too, because I don't know if you know this, but mm-hmm. yeah, but it's you know it's the it's based off of oh, Princess book, Bride, a book that the it's screenwriter too. wrote too. That's a good that's one. That's a good one. That's Atonement a good one. felt like a challenge. I didn't think I was yeah. going to pit it against Shrek. No, look, you brought <laughs> honestly, you honestly, brought the heat, Jen. Yeah. I tried. I tried my best. You Casey really said did. it was close. You got ready. It you was. Recognize. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. let's be honest. I would have been pissed if I'd won over Shrek. <laughs> I think that was a good call. Not only did Alyssa deliver, so that win is warranted that way, but also the, I mean, it's like, it's like the greatest movie of all time, you know? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. really we up love there. It. Love it. Love it. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming, uh, sharing some time, let's talk, chopping it up about movies. We love it here. Um, thank you so much to Casey, my amazing co-host. Thank you. To Genevieve and Alyssa, thank you so much for joining. Uh, my name is Quasi Phillips, and thank you to you, listeners. So please tune in next time. We're going to have another flame off. I'm looking forward to it. Um, for more information about what we do here, our extra content, our Patreon and extended plays, hot takes, drink-alongs, all these goodies, any of that extra 24 Flames uh, stuff, you can follow us on social media 
at 24 Flames Pod and give us a rating on any platform you get your podcasts. Partyfish Media is produced by me, Quasi Phillips, Robert Bohokas, and Will Paulson. Our show music was written by Rob Joins and Will Paulson. And you can check our website, partyfish.media. That's partyfish.media for all our amazing podcasts, including Oops All Franchises, which our two guests are on. And it's a new podcast. It's amazing. Check it out. Um, and oh, yeah. so many other great podcasts on our platform. Uh, so follow along at Partyfish Media on social to learn more. Casey. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Party Fish Media acknowledges that it operates and records on indigenous Duwamish and Puget Sound Coast Salish land that is still home to the Duwamish tribe. This land is stolen in violation of the Point Elliott Treaty of 1855. We are committed to uplifting the name of these lands and community members from these nations who reside alongside us. For more information on this land, its people, or ways you can help, visit duwamishtribe.org or realrentduwamish.org.